Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Dread at Large. I am your trying to assess the the debris field host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we, we just want to be loved. All right, you can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com. I think I said that. Our call-in number is 606-6762 coming up this hour. Normally, we'd hear from Mayor Ted Gatzis. However, his folks notified us, I think, two weeks ago. might have been three now that uh, there were a couple dates in the coming weeks that he would not be available. Um, one of the dates has already gone by. That was October 25th, the date of the debate at the Chamber of Commerce. The other uh, date was today, the day after the election. I don't know what schedule conflict is there, and maybe they just didn't want to do a radio show after a long day on the campaign trail, win, lose, or draw. Or maybe they knew from their own polling that it wasn't going to be a good day. As I said to somebody the other day, yeah, if anyone was doing any polling on this, it's hard to miss a six-point win. You know what I mean? So, um, But we will be joined by members of the Greater Manchester Veteran Council later in this hour to uh, discuss upcoming festivities in the city for Veterans Day, which is this Saturday. Don't want to lose sight of that. Ed Nail stays with us. And I have, um, you know, I have been saying that there are some clues in some of these races. So let's get to some of the clues, of the analysis. For example, if we go to Ward 8, Mayor Gatz has got 1,264 votes. John Cataldo, the Republican running for alderman, got 1,274. And Jimmy LaHue, the Republican running for school board, got 1214. All right, so what are you saying here Gerard? I'm saying that you had somewhere uh you had somewhere between 12 and 1300 Republicans turn out. And if I take a look at the Democrat numbers, Joyce Craig got 1097, Betsy uh DeVries got 1093, and Erica Connors uh for school board. I'm sorry, Connors got 1093. Uh, Craig got 1192 and DeVries got 1097. Hmm. Now Connors also got 1198 votes in the state rep race. So if you take a look, what I, what I'm trying to suggest is in taking a look at this as a 100 vote difference in that one candidate. Uh, yeah, she got a thousand, she got 1097 in the school board race and she got 1198 in the state rep race. So that tells me that there were probably roughly 1,200 Democrats that voted in Ward <clears throat> in Ward 8 and right. about 1,300 Republicans that voted in Ward 8. And why I'm, why I'm bringing this, if I take a look at um, Ward 6, the mayor outpolled Republicans in Ward 6. He got 1,274 votes there. Uh, Moreau got 1,128, and DePietro got... Uh, 1,093. The Democrats, Craig got 1,195. McCone got 1,128. And uh, Bergeron got 1,143. So when you see candidates of the same party fairly well aligned in the vote counts up and down the ballot, that tells you you've got a lot of partisan balloting, which is another argument that I would make to say, you know what, it's about time we do away with this faux nonpartisan system, which is generally speaking, with some anomalies like this election, seeing voter turnout in the city of Manchester go 
uh, from where they habitually would be somewhere from 22 to 25,000 votes to where they're normally around 14 or 15. And unless you have a, quote, big election, then they rise to what they used to be mm-hmm. um, in a fairly routine election. But that notwithstanding. And then you take a look at, say, Ward 12. Um, Republican, uh, 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 yeah, one of the wards that Ted Gatz has won, 872 to 858, certainly not a big margin. Uh, Hirschman gets 863 votes, so he was nine votes behind the mayor's tally. Essa gets 795, so he was a good deal off of uh, Craig's vote, almost 100 votes. But you got to actually dig into this one a little bit because you take a look at the votes for um, uh, moderator, for example. The Democrat, Laura Aronson, who nobody's ever heard of over there, gets 697 votes versus longtime moderator Verna Perry, who only got 544. Now, Verna's husband, late husband, BJ, was a school board member in Ward 12. The Perrys have lived in Ward 12 for, you know, since dirt was new. They've been active in the ward in a variety of ways. How does Verna Perry learn, lose to a no-name Laura Aronson? I, I, I take a look at the ward clerk race there, and what do I see? I see long-term, um, uh, well, uh, Frank Coyne. Frank Coyne loses to Connie Sazowski, Republican versus Democrat, 654 to 610. Hmm. You start to, yeah. So you start going down ballot, you start seeing, you know, Republicans of note, so to speak, who have been active, who are known losing that tells me, especially if I'm seeing that in Republican, uh, you know, Republican wards, that tells me that people um, people got beat. So I want to take a look at something. Well, was there mailers involved? Did the uh, can- Republican candidate do something to alienate himself? Well, I mean, they, they, they can, but if I'm seeing it on a broad scale. Now, <laughs> in, in Ward 6, right, longtime moderator Don Sewell. I don't know what happened here, but someone named Louise Gosselin almost doubled him up. 1186 to Don Sewell's 691. Now, I know because I, I actually happened when I was going door to door in Ward 6, I actually ended up knocking on uh, Don's door, and he was talking about mailers that the Democrats were sending out. The last minute mailers, they always Recommending have. people up and down the ballot, including for his ward moderator race. Right. Now, Don's been the moderator there. I don't want to say a long time, but he's been there for three or four terms. Don's always done a great job running the polls over there in Ward 6. So how does a guy like that almost get doubled up? Well, these these candidates you never heard of, are they the millennial uh, internet candidates? Couldn't tell you. Facebook, uh, Twitter know. candidates? So, And I'm sure if I were to go through the ballot and identify. So what I'm, what I'm suggesting is, and this isn't a complaint, this is actually a form of admiration. Because if the Democrats are digging that deep at the local level, and we all know that they were going to do this. They said they were going to do this after they lost the presidency. They rebuild at the local level. They always sure, do. They, yeah. that's, that's, that's where they go. Yep. And the Republican Party in this city and state, you know, it's time, and I'm going to take a lot of flack for this, but, you know, I said, I said a long time ago that Tammy Simmons, the chairman of the Manchester Republican Committee, should have stepped down when she took a job with Rand Paul during the presidential. We had 16 17 heavyweight Republican candidates 
and the race for president and the Manchester Republican Committee was not on the map anywhere. Those candidates weren't coming. They weren't donating. There weren't functions being organized. There weren't fundraisers around these guys' speeches. There weren't, you know, entreaties to the public to come hear what, you know, uh, you know, uh, Governor, uh, what's his name, uh, Wisconsin. Tommy Thompson. I was thinking Tommy Thompson, but no, 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 Scott Walker. Scott Walker. You know, or any of them. There, there was none of that because nobody would go within 100, you know, 100 miles of the Manchester Republican Committee because the chairman was on Rand Paul's payroll. Mm. Rand Paul didn't even do anything for the city committee. So now she runs as a candidate for alderman in Ward 10 without relinquishing the chair. And the rest of the committee around her apparently was ineffective if they tried in getting her to do that. So what, the point I'm trying to make, it's not to pick on Tammy. But the party, the Republican Party, if it wants to be competitive in local elections, and I think there's some evidence that it's not given the number of special elections for state rep that it has lost and state Senate in districts that were favorable to Republican candidates. And now the city results in Manchester have got to uh, where, where Republicans won barely in the most Republican of only wards in the city. I think the message has got to be sent to people at the party level that if you want, first of all, the message should be stop screwing around with the president. Because I think a lot of what you're here is seeing uh, apathy in Republicans are Republicans that are unhappy, not with the president, but with the party for fighting the president or at least not being seen as cooperative on the initiatives that they want. So, you know what, Jeannie Forrester, I don't care what you think of Donald Trump. I care what you do to support Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Rona, what's her name? How, I mean, how often has anybody seen the chairman of the Republican National Committee on TV defending the president, his agenda, or any of the Republican principles? How, how often have you seen that? I've seen her once, and this is Mitt Romney's sister. I've seen her once, once since Trump was elected on one Sunday morning TV show. The Republicans are absent without leave. And people are trying to say, oh, it's the unpopularity of the president. Maybe it's the unpopularity of the, of the party. Look at the, Congress, look, at the, look at the favorability ratings of Congress. They're even lower than the alleged unfavorability ratings of the president. They broke double digits. Yeah. <laughs> so the parties at the, at the state and local level, the Republican parties have got to be serious about organizing the field effort, putting the poll watchers – putting the challengers, identifying and mobilizing the volunteers, doing the data work, raising the money. I mean, you can't expect, I mean, Ted Gatzis, he lost. But when you take a look at it, if you have everybody from the mayor of Los Angeles to multiple, you know, pipsqueak presidential candidates to the former vice president of the United States, um, all marshalling everything they can behind Joyce Craig and... The only thing that Ted Gatzis got, and not to minimize this, was, you know, sort of a last minute appearance by Governor Sununu, who, who did a, a really bad TV ad. Hmm. Um, and the governor was fine, but Ted was kind of standing there awkwardly with this forced smile painted on his face while, while the governor was singing his praises kind of thing. It, it's, it's not enough, folks. It, it's not enough. And, you know, you have to understand, well, you know, the Republicans still looks at – the Republicans apparently are still looking at – uh, party operation and organization is a volunteer activity. Well, yeah, okay. guess what? You're up against the pros now because they are paying their people. 
Lots of money. Lots of money. And I believe percentages of the donations. <laughs> They're paying their people lots of money. They've got people on staff who live it, breathe it, drink it, eat it. And they're handing you your lunch again like they did when they held the corner office in this state. And that's a problem. And so if the Republicans are going to be competitive, they not only need to get their act together, they need to come together. They need to support the Republican agenda, which, like it or not, is championed by the president of the United States. And whenever there's a president, whoever the president is, they are always seen as the titular head of their party. They ought to come in line. What is it? You might not like Donald Trump, but what exactly is it about his agenda that you don't like? Republicans, conservatives. Say it out loud. Yeah. Okay. Say you don't want lower taxes. Say you don't want want, uh, immigration, which is actually colonization. Right. You know, we want other people's established their country here in our country. You know, say say you don't like that. So the disconnect between the establishment and the grassroots of the Republican Party is, in my opinion, why you're seeing a lot of this. I think they're sitting back waiting to see if Trump's a failure or not. They're still scared that this is just well, a Well, you know what's going to happen? Pan. Trump is going to unleash a can of you-know-what on them in the oh, 2018 I... election, and he is going to put himself on the road just like he did during the campaign. Yep. 25,000 people are going to fill stadiums and halls and all the things that he does – and he is going – he's not going to care if they're Republicans or Democrats. He's going to care whether or not they're with him or against him. And if they're against him, he's coming after him. And I think that's the primary reason why Steve Bannon, who will be in town Thursday night, Tomorrow is night. no longer senior advisor, counselor, whatever you want to call him, to the president. They let that dog off his leash, and that should have been a warning shot to everybody who calls themselves a Republican because they are going after them. And I say good for them. It's about time, really. But, you know, you're asking these volunteer Republican candidates, all of whom have day jobs, to go out there and tilt against the windmill all by themselves without any effective party apparatus at the state or local level. And somehow, you know, I marvel at how close some of these guys came. McDonald. The guy that was uh, the, the big fellow that was here, we interviewed him. Oh, uh, 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 Mac- MacArthur. MacArthur. I'm sorry, MacArthur. Yeah. Look how well he's done. Yeah. First time out, a complete yeah. total novice. And, and he gets some third-party you know, issue uh, campaign help on guns, on life, yep. and you know, uh, uh, taxes and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, no He's basically n- swimming on his own. Yeah, yep. nowhere near the kind of party support. It matters, folks, especially in some of these lower turnout elections where you know, we always say, well, it, who's going to win? It depends who shows up. Well, getting your vote out means two things. You've identified it. And you've pulled it out. There was one thing that happened that really gave me concern during the day. I was talking to people who said, oh, yeah, you know, people have been driving, uh, uh, showing up and dropping off elderly voters all day long. Mm-hmm. And that was the first indication that I had. I think it was in Ward 4. They're going door to door, picking them up. That, that, there's a first indication that I had that there might be a problem with the turnout in terms of, you know, normally you think elderly crowd turns out that's going to be good for, you know, uh, Republicans who are more fiscally conservative. But you know, it's the firefighters union and the Democratic Party and all these people, the firefighters who had union people from across the state paid to come here to Manchester and hold signs for the candidates that they wanted. And by the way, let's take a look at some of these results, right? Did Chief Burkish win? No. Did Betsy DeVries, former firefighter, win? No. So in some of these results are repudiations of the big spending. In some of these results are the Manchester taxpayers saying, oh, hell no. In some of these results, there are some hopeful signs. If you could capitalize on them. But let's not make any mistake. When you count up, and I, 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 need, I need to know how to find out just how much money the state Democratic Committee dropped here in Manchester. Because, you know, one of the things I caught in the filing reports were Democrats, 
the Dem- uh, Joyce Craig's campaign in particular, paying enormous sums of money to the state Democratic Party labeled payroll expenses. Right. Well, what does that mean? What, what other money was sent in donations to the state party for the state party to then go and spend? You know, the last they, minute mailers. Did they file with the city as a political action committee or do they have to because they're a state entity? And what are the reporting requirements of the state if they're participating in a local election? These are all things that truthfully I don't know the answer to. And I probably should. Uh, there's rules in the federal elections. I know that. But, you know, you, yeah, it saved the Children Action Network spending tens of thousands of dollars in school board races to what? To promote the people who voted to take a portable building at the city's most crowded school and give it to an outside organization so they could put even more kids and then praise them for their, their vision in expanding preschool services in the city of Manchester. That's crazy. But so they get them elected in 2015. They the, the elected people do what they wanted them to do in 2017, and then they get big, big money support for their reelection campaign. Folks, you have to understand that if the party, the grand old party, if the Republicans are serious about winning elections, then they need to fall in line behind their president. They need to fall in line behind their governor. And they need to fall in line behind their mayor, and they need to go about the business of building functional organizations that will carry the fight to the Democrats as a unified team the way the Democrats have carried the fight to the Republicans as a unified team. And Donald Trump didn't spend billions on his election. No, he didn't. He used his message. He used his message. And if you so if you complain you don't have enough money to run a campaign, why not use a successful message? Mr. Gillespie, yeah. down in uh, Virginia. Right. Oh, I'll be I'll be halfway there. Right. Uh, I'll win that way. So if the Republicans <laughs> can't see the handwriting, it, frankly, it's time for Tammy Simmons to move on from the city Republican committee. Jeannie Forrester, as state Republican chairman, can I, I consider her a total and utter failure. She needs to be moved out of that office, and someone who knows what they're doing uh, needs to be brought in. And the party needs to be modernized to uh, to do battle with the Democrats. Because the Democrats are bringing their A-game while we're still conducting volunteer tryouts at the peewee level. This is Gerard at Large.